0: You're listening to Astonishing Healthcare, the podcast hosted by Capital Rx, focusing on the biggest issues affecting healthcare consumers, benefits plan sponsors, and health plans. We're covering the inside baseball on how things truly work, or don't, in the U.S. healthcare system and pharmaceutical supply chain in an astonishingly efficient way. Hello, this is Justin Veneri, Director of Communications at Capital Rx. And for today's episode of the Astonishing Healthcare Podcast, we're joined by Brian Tenney, National Director of Consultant Relations here at Capital Rx. Brian, thanks for joining us today.
1: Justin, great to be here, appreciate you having me on.
0: How about you take a minute and introduce yourself to start out. Tell us a bit about your background.
1: Absolutely. So I've, I've got about 15, almost 16 years now in PBM, Pharmacy Benefit Management, Uh, Along with pharmacy procurement, I spent about eight years within a, a very large big three PBM. And in my time there, I worked on the specialty market. I ran reimbursement support programs, patient assistance programs. And then after my time at the PBM, it's really funny, I swore off the industry. I said I would never go back to the the PBM industry. And we can talk a little bit of the why today. But then I spent about four years running pharmacy bids. So I got to see the other side, the ins and outs of a pharmacy procurement, how plans were bidding their business through a carrier model, through a PBM, and just got to see the ins and outs of the pricing and it just really solidified my mindset when it comes to pbm of you know, kind of this legacy model the awp it just never really made sense to me um, so i got to see how you got to monitor a pharmacy benefit claim how you got to procure a contract lo and behold the folks at capital RX asked me to join them and as you can see my mission to never join another pbm didn't work out so well because mm-hmm. i'm back at PBM. <laughs> right um, I really got behind the model that was built within capital Rx. I got on board with their mission. And so here we are, it's been about three years now at capital Rx, loving the mission, loving what we're doing the growth of the company and uh, excited to kind of dive into some things really all, all around the consultant world. Uh, as you mentioned, my my title national director of consultant relations, I do support all of our broker and consultant relations nationally. So I have a pretty good footprint of what I'm seeing in the, the broker consultant space. And uh, happy to share some of those thoughts with you today.
0: Yeah, And that's why you're here. So what's been going on in the partner channel lately? What are brokers and consultants asking you about and why?
1: Ah, great question. So, you know, I, I'll the first thing that really comes to mind is brokers and consultants quickly engage us maybe like 120 days before the plan date to engage in RFP. And it really puts a lot of folks at risk. So I'm trying to educate in the consulting world. And some of this I'll preface, Justin, is not always the consultant or broker's challenge. It could be the plan might be slow to make decisions, but the longer people wait to engage a PBM or a pharmacy procurement exercise, you put a lot of risk on uh, not only the plan, the broker, the PBM, if something goes wrong, and to make the late decisions to get a group implemented with a new PBM. So we're always stressing to try to get as much time to procure as possible. The second piece of that, Justin, really comes around the longer you wait to kick off an RFP. Carriers and PBMs, they know you're probably not new- moving the business, so your negotiating power really goes down. They're not at risk of losing it if you've got like a 60 days to make a decision. So your renewal offer probably won't be as strong. So a hot topic that I'm really talking with consultants now is engaging your plans early, kick off your RFP, give everybody plenty of time to make decisions. And ultimately that should result in the best financial offers that your plan could get.
0: That's a good one. That makes sense. Do you have anything else you're seeing? I mean, it's the beginning of the new year here. Um, top of mind, what uh, what else are brokers or consultants coming to you and asking about to start the year?
1: Boy, probably the hottest topic we got right now, and it's for everyone, it's the GLP-1s, the weight loss drugs. Uh, Mm -hmm. Consultants are really trying to figure out how is Capital Rx tackling GLP-1s, what's it look like in our book? And the one thing we're really talking about is the prior authorization approval rate, uh, one that we have on GLP-1s. But I'm ultimately talking to the consultants to say, you need to be asking your PBMs what their PA process is, their prior auth processes for GLP-1s. It's becoming quickly one of the biggest spends for plans. Every, every consultant's coming to me saying that there's a huge increase in plan cost around GLP-1s. So my recommendation that we're talking to the consultants is one, you need to be asking for a, PA, a prior authorization approval rate from your carrier or your current pbm for your plans don't just get an aggregate of their prior authorization approvals you got to get down to the therapeutic class and within that you should see glp ones is it sky high are they letting 90 percent of these going through or are they blocking them and focusing on alternative medications at that point i will say we are not seeing a big increase in the glp ones because of our strict pa approval rate but we're still also carrying a very high member satisfaction level. So we're really trying to do the right thing and monitoring, do people need to be on these weight loss drugs? But at the end of the day, ultimately we'll take the plan's recommendations if they want to cover them. But a lot of folks are really walking members through potentially other alternatives. So that would say that's probably the the biggest hot topic coming into 2024.
0: There's certainly no shortage of press around uh, the GLP ones for weight loss and side effects and and everyone's trying to figure out what the best thing to do is for the patient at the end of the day right absolutely you know in terms of the the brokerage community or the consulting community uh, it seems like there have been some pretty big changes of late in terms of the willingness to go more you know at risk or work more on a performance basis it's not exactly a new trend but do you see that trend accelerating or does it just feel that way to us maybe
1: yeah it's it's really come to light with the uh the caa act out there um, I will say in the past when I ran pharmacy bids and even in my early part into Capital X, more consultants um, in the past were working on a per claim fee, if you will, or when they run a pharmacy bid, they've got, let's say $1.25 they made on every single pharmacy claim. So when more scripts went through, they made more money. If the script count decreased, they made less. But this really brought the economics of the plan of what am I going to pay my consultants? So the trend we're seeing now in some of our top channel partners is consultants are really quoting their rates to the plan at basically a project base for the pharmacy procurement or just a retain fee, however you want to call it, where it's a flat fee versus the whole per claim or per member per month, which can fluctuate up and down. This does put a little risk back to the consultant and brokers. In this instance, they're quoting a dollar amount and they need to go do the work for the plan in order to make sure that they fulfill that obligation. So with CAA, CAA they have to do reporting back. And so any disclaim, disclosed fees have to be put out there so the plan can report that. This should give a lot more visibility for the plans to say, what's my consultant making? And Justin, in the past, I've seen a lot of brokers, consultants would charge a plan a flat fee to run a pharmacy exercise or to consult on pharmacy. And then on top of that, they would sneak in a per claim fee with a PBM paying that, and it typically wasn't disclosed. And these are just some bad actors in the industry. So with CAA, they have to fully disclose what they're making. So we're really seeing that migration move away from the per claim. And it's just a flat fee work at that point and and try not to bury hidden costs out there. So plans really need to be mindful of all revenue coming back to the consultant from a PBM or other suppliers out in the supply chain.
0: And then, you know, we started the consultant corner portion of our external newsletter last year. And I know we always, we try to put some real thought into that section, even though it's brief at times, just to highlight current tips, discussion topics, things that are top of mind in the community. And I know it's a shameless plug for the newsletter, sorry, but are there any, uh, interesting trends or things you're seeing or working on that are working well for channel partners down market or with smaller or mid-sized groups that you can share?
1: I, would love to. it uh, it was a big question going in the late 2022. We had uh, many consultants call us, you know, let's call it for for one one plans. They were contacting us in November saying we've got a group, we want to move them to you, which ultimately puts, uh, I figured I would get killed by our implementation team if we took on some groups that late. Kind of one of my earlier statements, it puts everybody at risk when you go short. So, we uh, got my mind thinking and we created a, a program called MarketFlex RX, and this is really was designed for groups that are fully insured with no claims data moving to self-funded or a self-funded group, roughly 800 members, belly buttons and below to where it's costly for a consultant or a broker to actually full run a full RFP or a reprice and timing can be tight. So. Market Flex RX was really built around these two things to where we have pre built plan designs already. Uh, plans and brokers can adjust copays and accumulators. As long as they're with a connected TPA or carrier, we already have, and we have a, a full list very robust list of uh, connected uh, medical partners. And we have this pricing already set. We can implement these groups in, you know, sub 60 days. We always will take more if we can. But this has really taken the burden off the consultants in these in the small market to bring them to a trusted PBM where pricing set, plan designs are built. We can flip these on pretty quickly. And the big excitement in the consulting area has been, what do we do with our fully insured group? We don't have claims data, so you really can't do a reprice. Uh, we picked up quite a bit of business late in 2023 with this product. From moving groups fully insured to self-funded, uh, they get the same contract as our eighty thousand, hundred thousand life groups, and the same pricing structure. Nothing changes. It's just more of a turnkey implementation approach, uh, and it's been super beneficial for the consultants and the brokers. We've got a lot of traction. We see that continuing uh, through twenty twenty-four as well. So thanks for the shameless plug on Consultant Corner, by the way, too.
0: <laughs> of course, of course. So I've got a little more time here, and then for the newer, uh, you know, brokers or consultants out there, what's one or two pieces of advice you? Might give uh, you know someone that's new to the industry or new to the business of working with employers to you know help design and implement you know pharmacy benefit programs.
1: Uh great question, Justin. I could probably go on for hours with this, but we'll keep it to a minimum. How about that? So, w- in starting this business, the one thing I have really learned over my career doing consultant relations is it, it's such a relationship business. I often said relationships trump all. Uh, I've got some advice back in the day from a, a consultant that said brokers have to know you first like you second, and then they'll trust you. And i really carried that with me through my career, that things don't happen overnight. And so I often said for new producers, engage in your vendors, your PBMs, the folks you're working with, and really build good relationships. Because ultimately, things are going to come up where you need a solution very quickly. You need to move a group. And having these relationships, it, it's a quick phone call. Uh, I get so many consultants will text and call me on a daily basis saying, I, I need some help What are you seeing in the PBM industry? And so I'm happy to give my top channel partners always that feedback. What we're seeing from the PBMs, and it's kind of a two-way street, Justin. I'll call them and say, what are you seeing in the broker space that we can take into the PBM world? So always build those relationships when it comes to your vendor partners, because we rely on our channel partners as much as they will call us saying, what are you seeing around legislation What do you think is going to happen with some of the CEAA stuff happening in the market? Um, Are there any bills going to be passed in Congress that affect PBM? I'm always willing to keep my uh, great channel partners up to date on some of those kind of behind the scenes things. And then one area that I'm really not only focused on the newer consultants or brokers, but the ones that have been in the business for a long time is when it comes to monitoring or auditing your PBM. And in the past, most people have either done this in-house if you're a big consulting shop, or if you're smaller, they've hired a third party to monitor a contract or audit it. What frustrated me for the longest time is I would sit there and do this in in my past life, and we would monitor discounts and rebates, pretty much the only thing we would do on a pharmacy contract. And we'd review with the plan and the consultant, and then everybody would applaud when the PBM would hit these two contractual obligations. But my next question to them, Justin, would always be, so what's your plan spend like? So congratulations the PBM met their contractual obligations, but then the plan would say, Brian, my spend's up 12%. And it's something we've missed in the industry and consultants are starting to get a little better at this to where what was your per member per month spend last year versus this year? We've really got to stop letting the PBMs off the hook to say, congratulations, you hit your your discounts and your rebates and, and thinking that's okay, because it's not. You hired them to manage the plan spend, and I think we need to start holding them accountable to managing it, keeping it flat, maybe a plus two or negative, but no one's really been looking at that in the industry. And that's really the next wave. I do see some of the very sophisticated consulting shops that are now moving into this. And again, if you've got a third-party vendor that's purely just looking at discounts and rebates, I, I, I feel like you're just missing. The boat. So, got it. For the younger consultants out there, focus on that per member per month spend.
0: Got it. Thanks for that. Okay, and then you know, last question for you today, Brian. It's the name of the podcast. So. What would you say over the course of your career is the most astonishing thing you've seen that you can share with us, of course, and that might be interesting to the benefits consultants and brokers out there uh, that you've worked with over the years, or that might be new listening to this today?
1: Yeah, I'll kind of go back to two things I've really talked about. One was just the most astonishing thing is how late people wait, you know, to run a pharmacy procurement bid. It really behooves the consultants and brokers to push their plans to get going early. Again, negotiating power and then uh, ultimately is, why why do we let off you know the pbms on the per member per month plan spend i am kind of going back to two things here really that, I, that we've covered but i think they're so important engage pharmacy procurement early and then post implementation as you monitor that, don't just look at the contract, look at the spend. And is your PBM doing what they were hired to do? And I'll kind of leave you with this, Justin, is I will say plans and brokers and consultants have more power than they think they do. They just have to know the right questions to ask. And hopefully a podcast like this will bring to light some things you should be asking for your PBM. Um, and the shameless plug, we've got a few articles at Capital RX that talk about top four or five things you should be asking and demanding from your PBM. So.
0: Yeah. What's the latest you've seen some try to switch their PBM partner up against a, uh, a go
1: live date oh fantastic um, this particular date is what drove market Flex RX. I'll, I'll be honest this is what got my brain thinking is I've got um, I was in a, a live meeting and it was November 13th and at the end of the meeting the consultant said congratulations Brian we're moving XYZ group to capital Rx and I just I probably had a dumbfounded look on my face and I said it's November 13th like if I even go and ask this, I'll probably get, you know, that's like a 48 day implementation. So
0: for one, one
1: <laughs> for one, one it, yes. Yeah. For a one, one group, we got notified on like November 13th that we were getting a group. And so through a few things, we decided we could do pre-built plan designs. And again, this is what really birthed the market flex RX small market solution. Cause we did it. We did it in 45 days. They're still a client. They're happy plans running really well, but yeah, it, uh, November 13th for a one, one is when I got notified.
0: That's wild. All right. Well, Brian, thanks so much for joining us today. i really enjoyed having you on here and I can't wait to have you back.
1: Look forward to it. Thanks, Justin.
0: Thank you for listening to Astonishing Healthcare by Capital Rx. Head over to cap-rx.com slash insights and visit the podcast section for show notes and other relevant content. If you liked this episode, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next one and definitely share the link to the show with your network if you enjoyed it.